Praise the Lord and welcome back to a brand new week, another day, another week to celebrate and give thanks for the blessings that we get from Heavenly Father, God of Israel. And before we start this message today, let us all read and listen to the words of God given in Psalms 91. Did you know this is the best vaccine available anywhere in the world? To the believer, this is the best thing God given in Psalm 91. Let's take a listen. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him, and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. If you truly believe it, got to believe the word of God. As it is written in Psalm 91, just like we read and heard. This is the best remedy to beat any plague, any pestilence that may come in your way. Today's message comes from... 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 1 through 6 uh, the title is wisdom of knowing the times and the seasons 1st Thessalonians 5 verses 1 through 6 but of the times and the seasons brethren ye have no need that I write unto you for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night for when they shall say, Peace and safety, 
then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child. And they shall not escape, but ye, brethren, are not in darkness. That, that they should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children, children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep, as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Apostle Paul gave a detailed testimony to the saints of Thessalonica Church, who were eagerly awaiting for the day of Christ and what should happen in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Now, in the next chapter, in, in the fifth chapter, he testified in detail about the day of the Lord, which is related to the day of Christ. The day of the Lord is the day when, the Jesus, when Lord Jesus Christ returns to the earth to judge the world after the Great Tribulation. So this is commonly named as Second Advent, the Second Coming of Jesus Christ. This is a very important message given to the saints who are earnestly looking forward to the day of Christ. This is the day of rapture. This is different. Earnestly, earnestly looking forward to the day of Christ in the end times. We are living in the end times. So once again to recap, day of Christ comes first. Then begins the seven-year Great Tribulation here on earth. The saved, the believers, the church, is not here anymore. Seven-year Great Tribulation begins as soon as the believers are raptured out of here on the day of Christ. After the seven-year Great Tribulation begins, then that's the second coming of Jesus Christ with the saints What Paul is talking about are the times and the seasons, okay? It is important to note that he was not speaking of the day, exact day and the hour. You know, he wasn't date setting. When he spoke to the saints about the day of the Lord, he did not tell them that they knew the day and the hour. So there was no exact date setting, you know. Unlike some of the quote-unquote modern prophets even you, you may see on YouTube nowadays. Okay. If anybody is setting dates, you might want to check on what they're reading or what they're prophesying. Because more than likely, that's not true. Because we're not, as it is written in the Bible, we're not setting dates. We just know the seasons and the times about general about like this, about what's going on around the world, we can tell and compare it to what is written in the Bible. Everything is presented to the believer who reads, and it is all planned out according to God's will. It's not something we speculate and guess. Everything is written, and everything must be fulfilled in a timely manner. 
in God's timely uh, timely manner also. Not on our will, but his will. When he told the saints about the day of the Lord, that they didn't know the day and the hour, the exact time. Rather, the day of the Lord will come like a thief at night. But he said that they knew exactly of the times and the seasons concerning that day. You know, like the, like a thief. Thief's not going to make an appointment to come to your house and, hey, I'm going to steal your TV or your jewelry or your car keys. No. They come without a notice. If so, born-again believers living in the end times must know more precisely about the times and the seasons. So once again, it doesn't mean that we're setting exact dates. I remember there were um, people who were prophesying back in 99, it was like the end of the world in 2000, once midnight clock strikes. Obviously that didn't happen, that was wrong. Certain years along the, uh, within the past century, I believe, if you look back, if you search, people were setting dates, thinking that they were going to get raptured out of here. No. Bible doesn't specify which date or the hour. It says times and seasons. That's why you have to read the Bible carefully. So the best example that I can come up with would be uh, a pregnant woman. Okay, a childbearing woman. The doctor, okay, the doctor will, you know, in due season, the doctor will set a date, like a birth date. Could be eight months from now, could be six months from now, or however many weeks. So with that in mind, the mother-to-be would be caring for the child, always watching, monitoring how the baby is doing, right? But when the birthing pain comes, there's no set date when the labor is going to begin or the pain is going to start coming. You know, it just happens all of a sudden, but you you know what to do. You know, oh, I got to get this ready. I got, I'm ready to go any day. You know, once, once the, um, once the birth date, quote-unquote, birthday nears, um, the mother-to-be is always ready, along with the father, you know. The family is always ready to pounce and go to the hospital if need be. You expect these things, following things, you know, as you near the birthing day. Apostle Paul was talking about such times and season, seasons. So if we know when the times and the seasons of the day of the Lord is, we're able to get a general idea of when the day of Christ will be, because that comes first. According to God's timetable, the seven-year Great Tribulation is to be followed right after the day of Christ. So I mentioned that earlier. Day of Christ first, that's the rapture. Seven-year Great Tribulation and then the day of the Lord. 
also known as the second coming of Jesus Christ, the second advent. Therefore, if we know the times and the seasons when the day of the Lord is, we're able to know that the day of Christ is around seven years, okay, before the day of the Lord. Once again, no set date, obviously. This is the reason why we have to pay attention to what Apostle Paul is saying, that they knew exactly the times and seasons of the day of the Lord in the Holy Spirit. Apostle Paul said that the saints knew exactly that the day of the Lord would come as a thief in the night. Night means spiritually sleeping. Now if we live each day without knowing the times and the seasons, we shall be destroyed without any remedy when that day comes. The Proverbs testify of the ending of the evil, the stubborn and the discordant. In Proverbs 6.15 Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly, suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. Uh, Apostle Paul not only mentioned keep a watch and be sober for that day, uh, Jesus himself mentioned it to his uh, people in uh, Matthew. For nobody knows when that day is other than God the Father. Stay awake. Be, be watchful. You know. It's mentioned in more than one place. Apostle Paul testifies of what the world will say. In the times and the seasons approaching toward the day of the Lord. This is what people will say. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 3 Peace and safety. Hmm. Being at peace could be when the people around the world are living joyfully in good health and economically affluent. In other words, you're pretty well off. You got a lot of money, everything's paid off, you own a bunch of things, and you're also in good health. In addition, the word safety, okay, means no more wars and chaos, no battles, no quarreling around the world. The world... It's nothing but wars. When have you not seen a day when you turn on the news? A day has not gone by without war on the news. Mention of some sort of war. So it is no exaggeration to say that there has been, there has never been any time like this in the world for the past 6,000 years. Past 6,000 years of mankind. For every 50 years, 5-0, the Israelites who were under God's rule of the law were granted a year of jubilee every 50th year. 50th. 
in order for all slaves to be freed and all debts to be forgiven. And ye shall hollow the fiftieth year, and proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. It shall be a jubile unto you. And ye shall return every man unto his possession, ye shall return every man unto his family. Leviticus 25 verse 10 Apostle Paul might be hinting the day when Jubilee will come into the world in the future. So imagine a world where everyone is living prosperously with total financial freedom and no wars anywhere. Everyone is at peace. However, the Bible says that such a day will arrive when the Lord Jesus Christ judges the entire world and establishes his kingdom on the day of the Lord. However, it is totally unimaginable that such a day will arrive before the kingdom of Christ. The Bible says that after the judgment of the Lord, Jesus Christ, on the day of the Lord, the kingdom of Christ will herald the real world of peace and safety. Only Jesus Christ can offer true peace and safety. No man ever has offered an eternal peace. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 4 says, And he shall judge among the nations, and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. But there is one thing for us to note, that even before the Lord Jesus Christ comes, the world of peace, peace and safety, shall come. Not the true peace and safety given by Christ, but from men. Through the prophet Daniel, God prophesied that in the great tribulation, the Antichrist would bring false peace into the world to destroy it. Daniel 8 verse 25 says, And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. Now, the Satan, the devil, who has been ruling this world for last 6,000 years, has been deceiving the world using his principalities, powers, the rulers of the world's darkness, and evil spirits making propaganda for world peace. Ever since the founding of the United Nations in 1945, contrary to their slogan of world peace, there has not been a day without wars and turmoils and conflicts around the world. 
However, Apostle Paul testified that in the future would come the day of peace and safety. He also testified that from the time these words are heard from the mouths of the people around the world, the times and the seasons of the Lord Jesus Christ's judgment are very near. Therefore, he warned that when such time suddenly comes, as if a pregnant woman suddenly comes into labor, we have to stay awake to know that the Lord's day is imminent. In recent years, we hear the signs of peace and safety are slowly rolling in. So far, no, no one can guarantee when this will happen. But the news is flowing out that the laws have been enacted for this to happen. Very few people know of it right now. But it's only a matter of time before everyone will know. Everyone in the world will know about it. On a global scale, that is. Still, many skeptics doubt and consider it to be fake news. But little by little, the signs are appearing, which ultimately would be the times and signs. Apostle Paul had mentioned about the days, the day of the Lord. You may or may not have heard the acronyms Nisara and Gesara, N-E-S-A-R-A, or G-E-S-A-R-A. that will be heralding in peace and safety to the world. National Economic Security and Recovery Act, that's N-E-S-A-R-A, is a set of proposed economic reforms for the United States, which includes replacing the income tax with national sales tax, abolishing compound interest on secured loans, and returning to a bimetallic currency, which would result in 0% inflation and a more stable economy. So simply put, an act for American economic security and restoration. Gesara with the G, G-E-S-A-R-A would be a term for global, so just replace the N with G. These acts have not been officially announced yet, but once these reforms legally start to go in effect, we are able to see and understand more clearly the times and the seasons when the day of the Lord will be. So then we can understand the need to be spiritually awake and watch for the day of Christ, which will come very soon and when that day arrives you want to be saved if you're not saved you're not coming along to day of Christ sinners cannot make it to heaven where Heavenly Father is everyone born here on earth is a sinner now it's because of what Adam and Eve did back in Garden of Eden For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, 
This is in Romans 3, verse 23 and 24. The price you pay for withholding all the sin is death. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, some people might say, well, it's not fair. I didn't want to be here as a sinner. Why did Adam and why, why am I paying the sin, the price of sin, if Adam and Eve did that? Simply put, why complain? When there's an exit route. And that exit route is through Jesus Christ. The Lord and Savior who forgave my sin and your sin. But you have to believe. Jesus took on all the sins and he died for you. So that you don't have to pay for the price of sin. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 So here's the gospel. 1 Corinthians 15 uh, The first four verses How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. If you believe this when you believe it, as soon as you believe, this is the gospel, and you are saved. So instead of bickering and complaining, I didn't want to be like this, I don't want to be that, this is the best route. You don't work for it, it's simply, he made it so easy for everybody. But the world, educations, and different religions has confused everybody. Because Satan works in this world. He made it so hard for everybody to get saved. But simply put, this is the, this is the gospel. This is the good news. Salvation is a gift. It's not something you buy or you work for. You can't work your salvation. So you can't do something and your salvation is greater than somebody's. No, it's equal to everybody. For by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. This is Ephesians 2 verse 8 through 9. So let's do the sinner's prayer. I'll start off and you can pause write it down, or you can rewind it back on your device. You have to put it in your heart. You have to believe it in your heart. You can't just repeat and think you're going to be saved. You have to believe and invite Jesus in your heart. So here we go. Lord, I am a sinner. I know that I shall be judged and will be sent to hell because of my sins. However, I believe in Jesus Christ, who was judged and died on the cross instead of me. Now I open my heart to accept Jesus as, the, as my Lord and Savior. Please come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior forever. Please lead me in your way so that I may serve you. Thank you for cleansing of my sins by the blood of Jesus. 
Thank you for saving me from the destruction of hell. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, name we pray. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your message today. And may the Holy Ghost open the understanding of each and every listener today. Receive knowledge, wisdom, and power of your word. Please lead the souls who have received Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior today in spirit and truth. Bless and sanctify them as they pray and read the Holy Bible daily. May each and every listener look forward to hearing you and meeting you in the day of Christ. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen.